0: and that hobo with a southern Twang show is back of course I'm the host Joe Madness coming to you something like live out of San Antonio the 210 <laughs> all right so the uh the last episode was... It was a little screwy, right? You know, I was talking about the Cavs and the Warriors. You know, that was old news. Because I was talking about the first game in the finals. But, you know, it is what it is, right? You know, stuff gets mixed up. And it gets pushed back. You know, don't kill me for it. I'm trying here, right? So... little recap. I know it's old, but let's talk about it anyways. Why not? So, the Cavs, LeBron James, and the Cavaliers ended up getting swept by the Warriors. You know, the rumblings were that that was going to happen. Did I believe it? Eh, I don't know. I kind of felt like, you know, the Cavaliers were going to We're going to go at least win two games. At least. Maybe one in the beginning. You know, till the infamous R.J. Smith incident of 2018 happened, right? Till that happened, I figured that game, that was going to be a good one where they won game one, right? Now, I kind of felt like the second win was going to come a little bit later. Maybe... After they got marked a couple times, and then they were like, Come on, guys! You know, somebody in the back was like, Come on! We got this! And LeBron was like, Yeah! You know, as he's wiping the tears away from his eyes, you know? Because, you know, by now, going to the last episode, we kind of more or less figured out that LeBron likes to cry. Nothing wrong with that. Speaking of LeBron, speaking of Kawhi... Right? We're not even talking about Kauai yet, but let's throw him in the mix. Why not? So, I uh, spoke about this a couple episodes, but, you know, behind, you know, back or whatever. Can't even talk. (sighs) So hot. Texas is a hot bitch, you guys. If you aren't in San Antonio, if you're not in Texas, you don't know what I'm talking about. Unless you're listening all the way over from Arizona. Because Arizona is hotter than Texas. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Who gives a fuck, though, right? So, anyways, um, going back to Kawhi and LeBron and other guys that probably are moving around because the Warriors is just too much for everybody. They're the biggest, the baddest. The, they're the monster team of, of the new era of the NBA. Ever ever since this team got formed, they became the new standard of what an NBA team should be. What it should look like. Stephon Curry changed the game from being able to hit them threes from so far away. And the other guys, I mean, come on. They're just nasty when it comes to balling, you know. So Kawhi Leonard, supposedly, he's on the move. You know, everybody was saying, um, when I say everybody, I mean just people that I listen to online. <laughs> you know, like uh, ESPN and whatever, whatever the fuck's on YouTube. I'm not talking about like everybody like outside my door or, you know, everybody when, when I go to the bus stop, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that's what I mean by everybody, just whoever the fuck is on YouTube talking about it. You know, which is pretty much Shannon Sharp and uh, Skip Bayless. Um, Some chubby black guy, uh, Chris Boussard. Probably don't even know who any of those people are, but you know what? It's all right. You don't have to, right? So um, the word around the cooler is Kawhi Leonard is ready to bounce out of San Antonio because of the way he's been treated. You know, he supposedly had an injury and they handled it the wrong way. And, you know, LeBron James, he's just... I don't know. He's just getting ready to get paid somewhere else. He kind of figures like, hey, man, like this team that I got right now, I'm on the Cavs. They're not cutting it. You know, even though I'm pretty much managing the team myself and I'm a player. You know, some people say that LeBron might end up in uh, San Antonio, but nah, that ain't happening. I, I don't see it. You know, I'm not a big sports analyst you know i'm not a sports writer you know i i may or may not know the names of nba players playing today but i do like watching basketball you know live and unfortunately the only team right now that i get to watch is uh, pretty much the spurs and the bucks when they come once a year to san antonio the fucking spank that ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> the past couple years when the Bucks have arrived in the Alamo State Um city or Yeah, the Alamo City, what am I saying? Um They've won, you know, obviously, right? Obviously. For sure. So Kawhi Leonard I kind of figure, you know, again, I talked about this a couple episodes ago. Um, kind of figured he'd probably end up with the Lakers just because that's a big market. You you go to the Lakers, you're going to get paid, whether it be on your NBA contract as a player or outside, you know, the NBA. You're going to get more deals, in my opinion, because it's fucking California, you know, Los Angeles, there's so much shit out there. There's so much exposure. Hollywood. You know what I mean? It's Hollywood. So you can go pretty much to the most third world country out there on the planet. You drop Hollywood. Even if they they don't have nothing to eat. You know what I mean? Even if they're homeless, you drop Hollywood. They're going to they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I know where that is." Even though all this horrible shit's happening in their lives, somehow they know what Hollywood is, right? So, I'm not hating on the guy. Like, go to go to L.A., right? S- somebody else said today, um, you know, I was watching YouTube, and they were talking about how, you know, LeBron has a kid, and, you know, that'd be a good spot for for him to be playing in because, you know, his kid could be... Afforded the opportunities to, to play ball in LA, right? As far as high schools and whatnot. And he'd be closer to his kid and they can uh I don't know, I guess he can be his mentor. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is right now, but if he isn't already, like who who wouldn't want to get mentored by the great LeBron James, right? So Kawhi, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Kawhi. Like he's uh he's feeling some type of way because You know, he was injured and, you know, basically his whole team just threw his ass under the bus. Now, what's crazy is, like, I don't even know if San Antonians know this, but Kawhi Leonard arguably is the number two guy in the NBA. Like, hands down. You know, obviously you probably got, uh, I don't know. Um, Right now, I think it may be LeBron... And Kevin Durant and number one you know whichever one you want to argue for you know like you wouldn't be wrong in my opinion but the number two spot you know on everybody's list is pretty much Kawhi Leonard you know somebody said he's the the greatest or the best two-way player playing the game today now I don't know what that means but Um, using just kind of a little bit of common sense or just basic logic, you know, I would probably say that means like offensive defense, but I don't know. I could be wrong. So just, I don't know. It's crazy for me to think that San Antonio right now has the number two guy in the league. Like, how do you fuck that up? Like, Kawhi doesn't talk shit. He... He's not a diva, you know what I mean? He just kinda shows up and he's like, let's do this, right? Let's play the game. Let's win some. Let's win some games so we can get to the playoffs and win the championship. I mean, that's pretty much that's his deal, man. So, for them to fuck that up, I mean, come on. That's crazy to me. It just goes to show you. Fucking San Antonio! Oh my gosh. Let's make the shitty city shittier by losing one of the best players to ever play the game, right? Oh my gosh. Ah, So let's kick the shit off. Alright, so I think I figured out what karma is. You know, I spoke in the last episode about how I replied or commented on a video that that was on my timeline about um, what to do if you're caught in a situation with a would-be attacker, right? I was just like, you know what? Uh, You're probably going to get raped anyways, right? And then I ended up sharing it and whatnot. So... Uh, They put me in Facebook jail for that you guys, so They gave me 24 hours I woke up today Feeling like I was gonna sell my phones my extra phones and couldn't even do that because Facebook Decided to put me behind bars, you know, I'm doing time Oh man, like get the fuck out of here! Free speech, bitches. So I was thinking on earlier today about my days in Dallas. You know, I used to live in Dallas for a couple years. I didn't realize it at the time, but you know that was some of the some of the best days of my life. Damn, getting teary eyed. <laughs> All right, so what are the what are the words I learned from living over there in the DFW, you know? The dirty day You know, people out there um they call they call guys that hang around No, they actually call females that hang around with gay dudes. They call them fruit flies. You know, and it got me thinking. I'm like, you know, these these girls that they surround themselves by these homosexual fellas. You know, a lot of them see them as uh, accessories. You know, like I've seen it. You know, dating a few girls here, but you know, even. I don't know. Is that is that a bad thing though? Like if people do that, you got a you got a fag accessory, I guess, so to speak. I don't know what you would call it. Like, what would be the politically correct word for that? And don't don't come at me saying friend. Like, nah, bitch. Like. It's an accessory all day. But let's flip the switch for a minute, though. What if... What if the girl was an accessory to the dude that was gay, right? Like, has anybody ever thought of that? Because if a girl is surrounding herself by a bunch of gay dudes, I mean, in my eyes, essentially, it kind of... It kind of appears like the girl is the accessory, right? You know, if these guys aren't gay, then. Shit, man. That circle quickly becomes a train. <laughs> so. Uh, man, it's a hot bitch. Um, so that's what I was thinking about. You know, like. Like girls. I think they they venture off and they try to find gay guys to you know they get close to, you know most of them, I want to say all of them are not in relationships. They're um, they're not dating anybody. They're not seeing anybody. So if you if you befriend a homosexual fella, then you kind of get the best of both worlds, right? Because the guy's not going to try to fuck you. The guy, you know, he, he's not going to be hitting on you. And you know what I mean? Like, you don't get that part of it. But from what I heard, I mean, they you can cuddle with them. And, you know, they can give you fashion tips. And, you know, they probably dress better than you. Um so you kind of get like a dude, without all that extra, right? Without the extra. So, anytime you're feeling lonely at night, you know, just you can cuddle up with your homosexual fella, and um, you know, it kind of, um, it kind of fills the void for what's missing as far as, you know, the opposite sex in your life, right? Like, um... He's still a guy at the end of the day, right? Like, he wants to fuck dudes in the ass and he wants to cock in his mouth, but... I mean, at the end of the day, essentially, he's a dude. So he... I'm thinking... I mean, I've... I don't know. I've never... I've never cuddled with these guys or... Any guy or... You know, been that close, right? Been that close to, um... To a homosexual individual, as far as hugging and whatnot, so I'm just gonna sit here and go on a limb saying that, um, I mean, at the end of the day, they are still gonna smell like a dude. You know what I mean? So, if you're missing that scent from a man, and you know you got yourself one of these these accessories, then you know, it's more or less going to fill that void it's missing in your life. And that's probably the reason why you don't care to date anybody. Because you kind of like what you like. You know what I mean? You you kind of like what you have is what I meant to say. Now, as far as a gay guy hanging out with a, a straight woman, you know, you you see that show... Um, what is that show called? That one with the red-headed girl and... Uh, there's a uh there's a gay guy, and then there's another gay guy. Man, I cannot think of the name of that show to save my life right now. But you guys probably know what I'm talking about. You know, there's two gay guys and a straight woman, like, you know, they made shows out of that. Um, three Three's Company. I mean that could be about a gay guy. I mean, I don't I never watched it, but you know what? I don't know. I don't know about that one. That one that could be a dude getting in the panties of the the females that he was living with. Man, I wish I knew more about that show cuz right now I don't. I don't want to sit here and speak about it if I don't really know too much about it, but but if the the girl is the accessory to the guy, I mean, is that a thing? Like growing up in Dallas uh for those 2 years, you know, I I heard some shit about like people calling gay dudes that hangs out. Actually girls that hang out with gay dudes fruit flies, you know. And I mean it kind of makes sense cuz they're hang they're like flocking to gay guys and you know they don't do that to the straight guys. They don't go up to them they're like hey or whatever, you know whatever they say to each other and you know I heard heard these straight girls, you know, they get they get butt naked and they change their panties and they change outfits in front of these dudes and Man, it's just like really like not one time. Has their cock got hard watching these ladies? I mean, that that one movie with um, what is that dude's name? Fuck, I'm having a hard time right now. I think it's the heat fucking with me. Um, Adam Sandler, yeah, where he pretends to be gay and he's he's watching. You know what's her name? Change, and she's got these sexy panties on. Oh my gosh! Arguably one of the the best panty scenes in a movie that's not a porno, right? Like I don't know. I I was loving it it's the first time I seen it. You know that might be the only reason I actually watched that that movie because in the commercial in the trailer they actually show that scene where the girl's like changing in the panties. I'm getting really off topic here. I don't even know what the original point was. But, I don't know. But, yeah. Like, if a girl is with a gay dude. I mean, a bunch of gay guys. Would that make the female an accessory, though? Like, what, what do these guys get out of hanging out with a straight woman? I don't understand. I mean... Most of them, from what I can gather, they dress better. You know, they they can do their makeup better. You know? Like, there's a lot of things that they do better than the average woman. (laughs) Oh, man. Now, think about that while you eat your Cheerios tomorrow morning. Let's keep this show going So Real talk right I know a lot of people out there like Like hearing stuff that's uh, real Uncensored Something Something they can't find anywhere else right Now I like to think I believe You know I'm a person That doesn't think like too many other people now let me drop something on you now a lot of people out there you know they got families that you know these people will drag them through the mud (laughs) they'll talk all sorts of shit about them they'll verbally abuse them they'll physically abuse them you know insert horrible act here right and the person that's on the receiving end won't leave they won't do anything about it they um they i don't know i don't know what they're thinking though because i i've never been that person that takes it you know what i mean i you don't try to get me to fucking put it with your bullshit like, fuck you out of here. Get off the bullshit, man. Like, I'm not going to sit here and put up with some nonsense. You know what I'm saying? So, that's never made sense to me. You know, um, growing up, you know, I used to hear my mom, you know, talking about... Now, keep in mind, you know, growing up, my mother she never she never knew any english you know she came from from mexico right so i guess i'm part of those people that everybody's like go back to where you came from or whatever right but it's like bitch i was born here so i don't know if um somebody told me go back to where you came from or you know we're gonna deport you like i don't know i came up with deport me for the last title of the episode but uh i wouldn't know where they would send me i mean i'm i don't know i was i was born in texas right like this is this is where um this is where i popped out right so anyways growing up um she would she would say all this stuff in spanish like um you know, she wished I was never born, you know, and, you know, it's, uh, she's in so much pain, and granted, she's screaming at the top of her lungs to the sky, right? She's saying how she wished, uh, Jesus or God would just take her already. Take her somewhere, right? And, you know, at first, you know, as a child, I kind of, uh. They kind of messed with me a little bit, like, like it would, it would kind of make me teary-eyed, you know what I mean? And I'd cry about it and, you know, I'd wonder, you know, why, you know, she, she feels like the way she does and this would keep going and, you know, she'd, she'd call us names and, you know, she'd tell us, you know, she wished we weren't ever born and that life was really hard and she wished she never had us and you know i think my my sister my my older sister she she got she got the brunt of it you know unfortunately you know and me and her we've never seen eye to eye we've never gotten along you know you figure that's something you could bond with somebody right cuz you're in the trenches going through some shit but nah, that never happened you know, my sister, uh, growing up, she, she's always been a little bit thrown off, you know. Like, there's something wrong with her. Now, if she secretly tricks everybody, you know, by making everybody think there's something wrong with her. I mean, kudos to her, but she sure tricked my mom into giving her a, a place to live. You know, she ended up getting her uh, kind of mobile home, you know. Now, granted, I wouldn't want to live in a mobile home, but... You know now that I'm older. And I don't really got nothing. You know I I take it. You know what I'm saying. But she lives directly behind my mother. And. I'm pretty sure she still gets it. You know from her. Now. Years later. You know when I brought this up. um, Talking to her about it. You know I was like. Well. This is this is what you used to do like it wasn't all fucking roses and rainbows, you know, growing up, right? She would be like, "What? Me? Really?" Like she would act like nothing happened. Like this was a figment of my fucking imagination. Now, this is just a little portion of what I dealt with growing up. But I guess the point I just wanted to get across was You know, as I've grown up, it's gotten easier and easier for me to stop talking to people. You know, I've just owned most of my family because I'm not going to put up with the bullshit. You know, it's it's a revolving circle, a never ending circle, you know, because circles don't have an ending, you know, it just keeps going in circles. Right. Keeps going right round and round. And this is the way I felt the way my life was with these people. You know, my relationship with uncles, aunts, blah, blah, blah. You know, these people think it's cool to talk shit to you or treat you, you know, some type of way that, you know, doesn't make you feel, feel good at all. So instead of walking around with that on my shoulders for the rest of my life, I just, um, you know, I, I made a conscious decision to stop talking to these people, you know, one by one, you know, just they kept falling down like fucking dominoes, each piece falling faster than the other, <laughs> but, um, you know, what? one of the people that I did stop talking to at an early age was my father, now, some shit ended up happening where my mother just ended up kicking him out, right? Just, It wasn't out of nowhere. It was kind of like... Uh, kind of like it, it built built up to that point. And she just... She had enough. And you could see it. And after she kicked him out... You know, I never really heard from him. And... He even had his family members dropping by every now and again. Pleading with my mother to take this man back. <laughs> you know, I thought it was funny to watch, you know? And then... He tried to call me years later, and um, I didn't want to talk to him. You know, I kind of reacted like any other teenager would. You know, you say some some mean shit to him, and you do some screaming. Then you just hang up the phone. So, my father ended up passing away right around the age when I was about maybe 24. And, you know, I remember sitting there you know, after hearing this news, you know, from my mother, and I could never understand why I would, I was crying, you know, you know, I kind of, I kind of thought back about the memories and everything, and, you know, I, I remembered just little shit, you know, like, how I would be sitting on the toilet, you know, my father would be sitting there, you know, in the middle of the night, snoring away, and I'd have to... I have to stand by the door crying or whatever because I had to take a piss. And he wouldn't wake up. And my mom would just go over there and she'd start beating on the door, you know, saying some shit to him in Spanish, you know. and How he used to take me to the junkyard, you know, the auto salv- salvage place. And, you know, I'd be sitting there, you know, with promises of future uh, Ninja Turtle toys and Batman figurines and just sitting there watching them, you know, remove parts from... From these abandoned vehicles. That nobody cares about you know. Or just kind of chilling on the couch you know. Watching them drink a beer. Watching boxing. Watching wrestling. You know if it wasn't for my father. I never would have watched wrestling growing up. I don't watch it now but. You know it's just all these little. Stupid memories that. No matter what you do. You can't get rid of these shits you know. Like they're, they're following you for the rest of your life. So, does anybody does anybody have to relate to that? Like that's just a that's just a little portion of a fu- fucked up childhood, you know, from the eyes of Joe Madness. <laughs> The Bible, the Quran, the um, whatever the Buddhist thing is, you know the the Jewish book, right? I don't know what that is either. <laughs> so there's a handful of religions out there. Like, how do you choose one if you're interested in that type of thing? You know, you got uh, you got Christianity which is broken up there's so many different variations you know it's kind of like um, it's kind of like Mexican food you know same three ingredients you know you got you got the tortilla you got the meat and you got what the cheese right or whatever And you can make all sorts of shit out of it. You make tacos, enchiladas. You can make um, gorditas. Insert Mexican dish here, right? Then you got fucking whatever the Muslim one is. You know, you got Allah and the Koran and there's so many different types. You know, for, for most people, You know, they don't even do too much thinking about this. They, um... They're born, and... All of a sudden, whatever their parents are into... They're forced into that. They're never given a choice. You know, for me, it was Christianity. Um... I was dragged... I was dragged to the fucking church. I was dragged to Mexico so many times. Church more than anything, though. And... I didn't want to go to either so the things i look forward to when i went to church um you know it started off where we had this bus this random bus i don't even know how it got started just one day this punk ass fucking bus started showing up and pulling up in front of my front of my house and my mom would make us get on this bus I think it was on a Sunday Sunday evening and they drive us to a church a white people church you know and then they fucking make us uh, do these activities and shit and then I can't remember if there was a snack or not but I think there was candy man my memory is just so fucked sometimes I don't even know what to do with myself because there's so much shit in my head that I don't have access to. It's kind of like it's in a safe. And I don't know the fucking ca- combination half the time, you know? You know, I wish I could just tell myself to leave the motherfucking door open. Because then I could just get access to it whenever I want, right? Makes sense. But, now nah, doesn't work that way. So. <laughs> so this fucking bus would pick us up on a Sunday. And take us away. Now, it kind of makes you wonder, like, for me, I I think about, like, uh, what would my parents be doing while we were gone? You know, you watch these movies, you think about what you do nowadays. Now, I don't have kids, but I've, I've fucked around with chicks with kids. Every time the kids are gone, you know, that's when the magic happens, no, you know, more or less, right? That's when, that's when the freaky shit goes down, right? So yeah let's not even go there let's not open that box so it started off like that you know sometimes it would take you to these fucking field trips but i don't know i i'd really like to know why we got on that bus though like i don't i don't even know so after that i remember remember we moved to a different house and then we ended up getting dragged to a different church. Now this church fucking sucked. You know, everything was breaking down and it smelled funny. The restroom might have been worse than a porta potty. So this fucking church, you know, they had people that would they'd make these weird noises like, like they were getting um like, some type of spirit was in them or some exorcist or something. You know what I mean? Like, some evil demon spirit. And then they flop their arms and they start speaking, like, some other language. And, you know, later on, you know, I learned that uh, they were speaking in tongues. And, like, whatever that means. What Whatever that fucking thing means. I mean if you think that's a thing then pig latin's a thing too right you know baby talks a thing <laughs> i mean fuck out of here man like i don't know so these people would make you know they'd make fools of themselves and then they would have it seemed like they were having competition with each other amongst themselves about who could be goofier you know so that was going on. And I remember one day, you know, we, we were sitting at the house. And, you know, my mother told me that, you know, there was some kind of spirit that took over somebody's body. And I remember having so many questions, which none of them got answered because... Nobody knows the answer, right, to any fucking question that you may have about some type of religion that you're being forced into. Nobody knows how to answer any of the fucking questions. It's always, oh, you got to have faith. Oh, it's faith. Last time I checked, faith don't pay the fucking bills, you know? So... The exorcist thing happened and, you know, I never got any of my questions answered about any of it. I just got told an elaborate story. And the thing I looked forward to, though, as a kid, growing up in the church was um, going outside and playing with all the other dirty Mexican kids, you know, playing tag, playing, uh, you know, rolling the grass. Now, that's the game. I don't know if you guys knew, but that's a game. Um... Basically, getting as dirty as you fucking can, possibly can, and then going back to your mom and being like, hey, yo, what's up? You know, like, what's going on? And she'd be fucking pissed. You're like, what the hell did you do? Why are your clothes so dirty? You're like, I don't know. I was, I was outside having fun, you know, with all the other sucios, you know? And that's just the thing that happened. You know, eventually I got older and, you know, um, my mom ended up getting us one of these, um, these shady boxes where you'd hook up, you know, some, um, some cable line from the TV to the box. And then it have these little buttons like all across and then you would hit, you would hit these buttons. And then all of a sudden you could see the Disney channel because that, that the Disney channel back in that day was like, you had to pay for it. Like, I don't even know how much it was. But it was kind of like HBO and Showtime and shit. Like, that's when it, when they they would charge you a lot more, you know? Because that was a big deal back then. So, you'd hit the little, little buttons and then you could see pornos. You could see fucking HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, all that shit. So, I was able to see, like, the pay-per-views, you know? And Sunday, luckily... This is when I was really into wrestling. Luckily on Sunday was the day that you could see, you know, the pay-per-views for the wrestling matches. So I would beg my mom, you know, to let me stay and watch these fucking wrestling matches and whatnot. And my sister be pissed because she wouldn't let her stay, but for whatever reason she let me stay. And then you know, instead of going to church, you know, I got to stay home watch these fucking wrestling matches. But then when she got back, all sorts of demons were released. And it never was good. Like I I got to enjoy my my wrestling matches, you know. Back when it was WWF. But it came with a price. Uh oh! <laughs> all right, so just uh, just fair warning before I get started on this particular segment, this may or may not be for you. Um, I'm gonna be talking about sex. You know that includes my humble beginnings as a child, all through my teens, and. You know we're getting down and dirty, right? So, up until I'm an adult, I'm 32 right now. So, if you think you're down to listen to this shit, let me just tell you something. It's gonna be savage. This is probably the realest <clears throat> fucking episode I've ever, I've ever put out to date. You know, you know this, uh, this triumphs. The D W I episodes that I've I put out, you know, in the beginning, you know, when I first started, you know, putting my voice out there to the masses. So here's your chance. One, two, and this mic is hot. You had your chance to leave. Now. You got no choice but to listen, right? <laughs> All right, so this is uh, this is something that just came to me. I felt like I needed to put this out. I I know sex is a is a topic everybody talks about day in day out. Um, I don't know if it ever gets to savage with anybody, you know, in um, in conversation, but. I figured why not, you know? Now this is segment may go a little long and by a little long I mean 25 minutes an hour, maybe even longer, I don't know. I just figure I'm going to talk and I'm going to get whatever I need to say out, you know? Cuz I I feel like talking about this shit, right? So when I was a kid um I think the first the first things I ever noticed about sex was um, I think I talked about it in an earlier segment you know we got this hot box and you can watch porn you know so you know even as a kid I used to used to get off to that stuff you know and this was soft course shit I mean it it wasn't anything it wasn't anything like you could find nowadays because you know when I was growing up you know it was through the AOL days you know like you had a he had to plug the shit into the wall and, um, you know, it was a phone line, essentially, right? So, he had to go through the beeping and all this shit and, boom, you're on, right? But it wasn't fast. I mean, it's, like, nowhere close to the speed we have now as far as internet. So, you know, I'd watch the softcore porn on, like, Cinemax and, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, that one of the one of the earliest things I've ever encountered as far as a sexual predator, Um, I think everybody knows about the Yahoo chat, um, you know, that they used to be around. I don't know if it still is or not, but, you know, that was real big when I was younger, you know, and um, I must have been probably like, I don't know, fifth grade, you know, maybe sixth grade. Um, I came across this this person, you know, they're their messenger name was uh something like Rosa Texas or some shit like that. I don't know. Somehow we got to talking. Now my memory's not really too good. You know, I've mentioned this before, but uh essentially what happened was um, you know, we got to talking and then um there was a local grocery store that I think that I might have seen them. I'm not really sure. But eventually they ended up um parking in the back of, you know, my parents' house, and they would sneak in through the back door, which, um, in the back door, that was where my room was, right? So, you know, she, she was a lot older. She was, um, she's probably something like 21, 25, something like that. And I was a kid. I was, like I said, I was like in fifth grade or sixth grade or something like that. And, you know, we we had sex all the time like if i guess if i were to put a number on it i would probably say you know it was in the high high teens you know what i mean like it was definitely double digits like way up there somewhere and this went on for a while you know and i don't even know why it stopped or how it stopped or whatever but you know that was the one of the earliest you know things i've come across as far as sex you know and you know ever since then you know i I knew what it was, and you know i I knew I wanted it I didn't know how I was gonna get it um but you know I remember I remember it was like seventh grade i well let's go back a little bit, maybe it was yeah well, I think it was like sixth grade or seventh grade um some guy I used to hang out with um you know from school or whatnot we he knew he knew friends of his brother that, um, that lived out of town, right, and, hell, we'd go out to these, uh, these parties, right, and we'd be out there, and I met this girl that happened to go to one of the schools, so, you know, we'd get together, and it was all sorts of touchy-feely type of shit, like, I didn't, I don't know if she knew what was going on, but I knew what was kind of, kind of going on, and you know that I never got to fuck her, but you know, I kinda wanted to. You know, I never did. Now, I met this one girl through basically the same friend. Like the same friend keeps popping up, right? So I met a I met another girl. Now this girl her name was uh what was her first name? Her name was Marissa. So this girl like, she was all over the place. I don't even know how old she was. I think she was older than me. Like, she would take me into the dressing rooms, you know, of the uh, department stores, right? Like, uh, I think one of them was Sears. And I'd be in there watching her get naked and try shit on. And I never understood why she did this. Now that I'm older, I might, I might have an idea. Maybe maybe she wanted attention. I know she spoke of this older guy. They used to uh I don't know if they dated or not, but she was all hung up on him. But I was just kinda like a guy that, you know, was there. I was kind of a friend, I think. And we'd mess around and do whatever. We never had sex though. I don't I don't know why. No idea. I mean I wanted a fucker, but it just never happened. Now you know when uh when I was in sixth grade, I I was a chubby fuck up until, like, probably sixth grade. Now, at the end of the summer, you know, when sixth grade was over and everybody got their report cards and and whatnot, you know, I ended up finding out that I passed, right, for the year. So, you know, I basically spent the whole summer sleeping. Like, I don't know why. Like, I would get up, I'd, I'd play video games, and then... I don't even remember if I would eat. I think I would eat it like every now and again when my mom banged on the door. But other than that, it was just video games and sleeping. Like I didn't do too much that summer. There wasn't a lot of productive like activity, you know, happening. Now, when I got back, you know, when I went to seventh grade, you know, like the beginning of the year, man, I just lost so much fucking weight. Like I don't even know what happened. I guess I hit a growth spurt or something. And everybody was like, who the fuck are you? Where's the chubby fuck, right? (laughs) I was like, this is me. You know, and... You know, lo and behold, it didn't take long for other people to notice. You know, like the bitches. So... When I was in 7th grade, I... I was sitting in uh, I remember I was sitting in art class. And then, uh... Some girl comes up to me and she's like, you know, Jessica really likes you. And I'm like... Oh, yeah? And... At that time, this this girl named Jessica was la creme la creme, you know, like she was the dime piece that everybody wanted in the middle school, you know, and she wanted me no less. And then I I've never really I've never really talked to girls in school. It just I don't know, it just never never happened. But from when you go from that to not talking to anybody in school to the dime piece, you know the the magical fucking unicorn that everybody wants you know lands on your doorstep you're like fuck what do I do right like I don't know what to do like I've had sex before but i have never dated you know what I mean there's a whole difference between fucking and uh courting a woman right or courting a girl you know so it's seventh grade and um you know I actually me and this one girl named Laura were uh were actually a thing, you know, whatever that means in seventh grade, right, like, I don't fucking know, but, you know, I guess she thought I was her boyfriend, and, you know, I was just kind of like, eh, you i like, brr, you know what I mean, like, she was expendable, let's just put it that way, so, you know, when I heard this news that Laura wanted, you know, some of this, I was like, I, I don't know what I did, like, I, I remember it was, <clears throat> it was like, uh, lunchtime right so I went to the uh, lunchroom and Laura came up to me and then I was like hey you know like I uh I don't want you anymore (laughs) you know what I mean like it was it was kind of fucked up but I mean I'm a kid right like I don't know what I'm doing so she sits down and she's crying and I'm like passing by she's like saying some shit to me and I was like "Eh, I don't want you." you you know what I mean like it was fucked up you know I don't know if I ever apologized, but we're moving on to bigger and better things, so to speak, right? So, me and uh, me and Jessica start, start doing something. Like, we start dating, and, you know, everybody's like, um, everybody's taking notice, you know? And my popularity stock just, you know, is out, off the charts, you know, at this point. So, you know, there's one time, uh, one memory I do have of... Uh, some shit going down there was this little midget dude I can't remember his name but he was dating this hot chick named Victoria so now Victoria was another another dime piece like even in uh even in seventh grade I mean she had an ass she had titties you know what I mean it was it was something else and I'm looking at it from a point of view of a kid now I'm not looking at it as an adult right so don't get it twisted you know I ain't child or nothing I didn't know kids like fuck that shit but just had to throw that out there you know like a little disclaimer (laughs) so I'm sitting there uh with them we decided to go to the movie so you know everybody gets dropped off by their parents or whatever so we're in the movie theater I'm sitting next to Jessica and um you know I've I've had sex you know I've I've been down that road like I know what's going on you know what I mean so I'm sitting there trying to finger her for whatever reason. I don't even know. I guess I'm horny. I guess, uh I guess that's that's what happens when you have had sex when when you're a kid or something and you just, you know you keep going, right? So you know, I'm doing this to her, trying to get in her panties and whatnot, and you know, looking at it back now, it's kinda of fucked up, but I guess at that time it was something else, like it was different. I mean, if I'm talking about this and this is happening in like the '90s, could you imagine what's happening in nowadays, right? So, lo and behold, we end up breaking up because of this. I think because I scared the fuck out of her, and who wouldn't be scared off of this? You know what I mean? Like a a, a girl in seventh grade, this is happening to. This can't be. This can't be good, right? Any any way you swing it. But um, I did live out leave out something. When I was a kid, even younger than this, I want to say this was even before fifth grade. This is probably like second grade or something. Um, I mean to backtrack, but I did leave this out. Um, my mom would take us to my aunt's house, which is uh, always got described to me as a, as a witch. She was like a real life witch. Now, I don't think she was like um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, you know. <laughs> I don't think it was like that. This was like an older woman. She, um, she's really old, and she looked really ugly. And um, my uncle, you know, from my dad's side, can't remember his name. I think his name was Ramon, you know. I think that was his name. I don't know. And um, he kind of looked like the dude off of the... Uh, have you ever played Mexican bingo? You know, the uh, the devil dude? He kind of looked like him in the face. Like it was creepy. Like I always remembered him from looking like that guy, you know. Cause, you know, as a kid growing up, we always played Mexican bingo, you know. And my uh, my fucking old grandma, she'd always fucking rob me, so that happened. But anyways, um, when I was a kid, we'd go over to this um this relatives' house, and some of my earliest memories were um <clears throat> I'd go outside. You know, in the backyard, there'd be this uh, red ant pile, this mound, and I'd poke him with the stick, and then I'd poke him with my finger, you know what I mean? I did everything but poke him with my dick, you know what I mean? I was really little. I don't even know how old I was. But yeah, it was, it was before, like, third grade, I think, for sure. Um, and um, I remember I'd, it'd be this this thing... Where I'd get, I'd get bit or stung or whatever by these little ants. And then I'd run inside crying, right? I'd run inside crying, and then my mom would rub, like, garlic or whatever on whatever, you know, body part it was. Like, my feet or my finger. Or what, I don't know. And then I'd go back outside, like, ten minutes later, and I'd go fuck with the ants again. Now, when I wasn't doing this, sometimes um, we'd be in the room with my, uh, my cousins, which were girls, right? We'd be laying on the bed, and this one time, I don't know how many times it happened, but I remember her grabbing my hand and putting it on her titties, right? And, um, then she would have me rub her on her vagina, right? Like her pussy. And it was really hairy, I remember that. (laughs) And I remember her liking it, and I was, this was even before I even had sex. I, I remember liking it. And I was a kid. I was really, like, little. Like, I don't remember, but... I think it was, like, second grade or littler. I don't remember. And, um... She would would make me do this. Like, a lot. And... I don't know when it stopped. It might have been when uh, my parents got in a fight with their parents. And then... You know... I don't have any memories of what happened after that. I know that... It also might have been the time when all my grandparents died. Because all my grandparents died all pretty much sequentially in order, like right after another, you know, when I was little. That's another reason why, why death hasn't ever been a thing for me. Like, it's never really bothered me, you know what I mean? So, that happened, you know. And um, <clears throat> going back to, you know, seventh grade... So that was done and over with. And um, I don't really remember what happened in in seventh grade after that. You know? See, I I know she didn't want to talk to me for obvious reasons. Jessica didn't want to have anything to do with me because I tried to finger her, you know? So, also up until, I think, yeah, up until middle school, yeah. All middle school. And, but you know, before that, we used to get dragged to Mexico all the time. Now, I remember, um, I remember as a kid, like, I don't know how old I was. Like, we'd be with my aunt's house, and I don't remember if she was showering or if I was showering. But, um, you know, I'd get to see some stuff, you know? And then she'd always want to bite my butt I don't know why and everybody thought it was funny I don't, I don't know what's funny in biting a little kids butt. you know I have no idea <clears throat> and all this took place in Mexico right so <clears throat> so we're in Mexico I remember bits and pieces of stuff happening like um, we'd be in my aunt's room and you know I I'm gonna sit here and say all day that my my aunt was a really attractive woman Like, she had a fat ass, she had some titties, she had some thighs, I mean, I don't know. I, as a kid, I found her attractive, you know. To what level and extent, I mean, I don't really know. But, I remember wanting to touch her ass and, like, do stuff and whatever. And, you know, I remember getting to see her naked every now and again. Like, I don't, I don't think anything ever happened. But... You know, I got dragged down there a lot to Mexico and I I remember eagerly awaiting seeing my aunt because you know, she was an attractive woman and you know, every time me and my sister would hang out with um with my aunt, she'd always um she'd always take us along and she uh she worked by selling um hamburgers and french fries to all the workers around the community. So one thing I always looked forward to was the hamburgers. She'd always make me hamburgers. she put cheese on them. Like, I don't know how she made these fucking hamburgers, but they were way better than any hamburger I've ever ate in my life. You know, and I don't know if you know anything about Mexican hamburgers, but down there, I don't know if they still do it. It's probably still done. They, they put, like, avocado. They put, you know, um, ham on top of all that shit. It's really, really good. so every time I'd go down there I knew I was gonna get big and fat you know I was gonna do some eating right (laughs) now on the other end of the block I had a dime piece of a cousin now I can't remember her name but it's kind of funny though because the family I have here in the States you know compared to Mexico It looks like it should be the other way around, like the people that live down here, they look more Mexican than the family I have down in fucking Mexico. Now the cousin I'm talking about in particular, she looked like a white girl, you know. She had dirty blonde hair, she was really light skin, she had gorgeous eyes, she had a fat ass, you know, she was, she was nice. I wasn't anywhere close to her age group. Like she, I think at that time she was like 16, but I was like younger but you know she um she was dealing with boys and i'd hear stories you know being told here and there and you know while i was down there and this one night like she was laying on the couch i was i was i was sitting there next to her and we were kind of like talking and then all of a sudden we were like grabbing up on each other and it was like one of the most wonderful experiences i've ever experienced now I know you're sitting there listening like, really? Like, that's your cousin. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, this is just how I grew up. I don't know. I mean, I'm a kid. You know, let's chalk it up to that. I don't really know. And then before that, I mean, I've had all these fucked up experiences. So, you know, I guess at that point, it just kind of seemed normal. I'm not sure. But um, taking it way back even further... I think even, even when I was in kindergarten, you know, there was, uh, one of my mom's best friends. She had three girls. Now this woman fucking loved me. I don't know why, but she she thought I was awesome. Like she never had a boy, you know, she had three girls and, um, her husband may or may not have been a rapist. I don't know, but he was, he was never around, but when he was, I heard like horrible stories about him, you know? But anyways, one of her daughters though. I think it was uh think it was a middle one, I think. No way, I think it was a yeah, it was the middle one. It was it was actually the hot one, you know? Like she was older than me too. I don't know about how much. But this one time we were under a blanket and we were like making out. You know how her little kids make out. So I remember that. I don't think anything ever happened after that, you know, unfortunately. And we weren't even related, so that's a positive all day, right? So where were we at? <clears throat> so the Mexico thing happened and then what are we at now? Eighth grade? What happened in eighth grade? Eighth grade, um I think that was the year where I lost my best friend. You know? I was in the hallway. He um for whatever reason he wanted to beat the fuck out of me. At that point I didn't know how to fight. Yeah, I didn't know anything about fighting. You know, he was way bigger than me, and I think the whole fight maybe lasted 20 seconds, if you even want to call it a fight. But, you know, for weeks to come, I would hear, hey, you lost, you know, whatever, (laughs) whatever that means, you know, like, I don't, I don't even know, like, I fell down, and he kind of jumped on me, and, you know, I guess he punched me, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember, but apparently, you know, if that happens, and then the teachers pull everybody off of each other, then the person on the bottom automatically loses it's just the way the shit works i mean i didn't make up the rules now eighth grade i can't even remember if anything went down but going on to ninth grade i met i would say probably the first love of my life you know this girl no actually it wasn't even ninth grade what am i saying but ninth grade what happened in ninth grade man I want to say I got laid but I don't know okay so 10th grade maybe it was 10th grade when I met this girl I think it was 10th grade it was like 10th grade you know I was a sophomore and I went I met the love of my life you know so this girl her name was Megan she was a white girl in my eyes all day at that point she was a dying piece She had green eyes, blonde hair. You know? And we met... We met in the strangest of places. I remember, yeah, it was 10th grade because... 9th grade was when I played football. And... That's when, uh... That's when I noticed that everybody was, like, on something. You know what I mean? Like, they were so angry and they were getting so much bigger than me. And... We would have do the the same fucking workouts. And it's just like, really? How is this happening? You know? And then the other day I heard uh heard a teen, right? And he was like, oh, now we get drug tested. So I was like, oh, really? Wow. Okay. Well, that makes sense, right? So I'm going to put this uh, on pause real quick. Because I'm going to get another energy drink. And I am back. Just like that. So... Got another energy drink, and I'm ready to go some more. Alright, so, what was I saying? Okay, so, the love of my life. (laughs) I'm over here stumbling on my words. How cute. Okay, so, I met this girl. You know, I was in, uh, they call it an off period. I'm not really sure why, but uh, it just sounds dirty. I don't know. So, I'm sitting there, and... This was when I thought I was, like, a gangster for whatever reason. I have no idea why. Like, it was a horrible choice, you know, at that time. Fashion choice. It was a horrible fashion choice. But I was sitting at one of the tables. Now, Megan was sitting at another table. And then, um, you know, this went on for a little bit. Somehow, we ended up sitting at the same table. And we were getting along in these... uh, this uh this gang of goons you know of little little people in high school decided to fuck with me right so i'm uh i'm getting upset to talk they're talking shit about her and then they start talking shit about me so i get up and then the guy's like um he's like i'm gonna beat your ass or something like that and i'm like okay he's like you better get out of my face before i I punch you so he starts counting it was like a countdown like the spaceship was fixing to take off right so he starts at 10 and then I I think he makes it to 7 and I'm like 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, (laughs) 1 so then he starts wailing on me this little midget this fucking little dude just starts to beat the fuck out of me and at that time I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing some jeans some really baggy jeans <clears throat> i'm wearing i i'm wearing a, a hoodie right like a cotton hoodie i think i got it from Foot Locker. and then i'm wearing like a a football jersey on top of that and then on top of that yet again is another layer and um it's another jacket i got from uh, footlocker it was uh it was some type of bubble jacket but i couldn't move i couldn't move at all you know so this guy just kept beating the shit out of me and i couldn't do anything about it because i couldn't move i had too many layers on So that's when I realized, you know, less clothes is better, you know, but it was a little too late at that point. And um, we ended up going to um, whatever, you know, detention shit that they come up with. And I think I was gone for like a week or some shit. So, you know, when I got back, you know, me and Megan started talking more. And then, you know, we, um, we became a thing, right? So, I ended up wanting to find that little kid again, that little midget dude. And then the next time I ran into him, he was wearing glasses. He had his shirt tucked in, and he had his books in his hand, and he, he looked like a little bitch. So I was like, eh, you know, whatever. It's not even worth it. So, you know, I never got my revenge on him. You know. So, this was like one of the craziest relationships I've ever been through. This lasted the rest of, the rest of my years. In high school up until my early years you know as an adult so you know we're 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 a thing in high school and you know we end up having sex and whatnot all the time and somehow during that time my mom thought you know she was gonna get pregnant you know like Megan and that never happened fortunately this girl was like her mood swings were we're something else so we're out of this fucking world you know we were always fighting constantly i don't know why we were together um everywhere she went with her parents she always dragged me she went to church she always dragged me and um we'd always have sex you know one way or another and you know one thing i remember about her dad this guy was like retired military you know he he did his his whole uh, 20 years and shit you know, and um, Megan was like one of those those teenagers that was struggling, you know, with her emotions, struggling with life, and she would uh, she would cut herself. She's what they call a cutter. She'd cut her wrists. She'd cut her arms. She'd cut her, her thighs, shit like that. You know, it got to the point where her dad, I don't know why her dad did this. I mean, it, it should have been her mom, but know anything about her parents her parents have a fucked up relationship like her mom's like a little shrew of a woman you know i just think she was kind of cute like i would totally have fucked her but yeah regardless regardless right like anyways like her dad would make her strip down to her panties and he would inspect her body for cuts right now she's telling me about this and i was like ew you know that's kind of gross you know what i mean and then um I never knew what to think about it, I I never knew if he touched her or not, like, I don't remember, like, my memory's not that good, you know, yet again, so, (sighs) you know, there was this one guy that, you know, I knew since middle school and then high school and stuff, I think he kind of fucked around with her, but I'm not sure, you know, and, um, basically anywhere either of us went whether it be with my parents or her parents like we were inseparable for like the whole time now it got to the point where I was graduating right now I um, I was never good at math like I was I was good at a lot of other things like like English was really good you know I always did really well I always liked um, history you know, geography. But, you know, when it came in the math, it was just like, ooh. Like, I never got it. Even when I thought I got it, guess what? I didn't get it. You know, and it was his teacher. His name was Mr. Feeney, right? I think that was his name, Mr. Feeney. Or am I thinking about the guy from Boy Meets <laughs> World? I don't remember his name. You know, it's a good thing I don't remember his name because he didn't help me. So... I ended up taking, um, what is that class? There's Algebra 1, Algebra 2, and then there's, uh, okay, Geometry. I ended up taking Geometry twice, and I didn't pass it either times. And he would tell me, he would be like, um, he would be like, Joe, um, if you would come in for the, uh, the morning tutoring and the after-school tutoring, then maybe you would get this, you know, and I'd... I started doing that I I came in and I'd show up after school and I never got it like ever like it just I don't know it just never clicked so for the rest of the year I just ended up just fucking going to sleep man I was like I don't know I, was, I, I guess I was depressed I was a little discouraged you know by by the whole fact that I could not pick this up you know what I mean and you know, I guess it just happens. I mean, it's, it happens in life, you know, even as an adult. So I ended up going to this, um, <clears throat> this alternative school where, where I guess when, when you're not, you know, on the, um, on the path to graduating from normal high school, you have an option that's afforded to you where you can go to this alternative school. So, I ended up going there. You know, I tricked my mom to let me. So, I was like, you know what? I can't register. You need to let me go, right? So, I ended up going and there was this teacher. You know, she was really nice. She was a, an older white woman. And I would sit down and, um, you know, we'd do our assignments. So, it wasn't like regular school. Like, they give you all your assignments at once. Like, basically, when you finished all the assignments... <clears> then <throat> I mean, you are you're you're fucking done, right? So I was doing geometry and I would go up to her like every five minutes and I'd be like, I don't get it I don't get it and slowly, but surely she would be in any answers for me, right? So it got to the point where I was um, I was gonna take the test for the for math and you know You know every now and again. I wear a shirt that said US Air Force right because um Megan got it in her in her head that I should join the military like her father now, I was, at the time, I was like, um, I guess, I mean, I don't have anything else going on, why not, right? And stupid me, I mean, I didn't know anything about the military, so I just agreed, right? I, right? Right? Why not? So I agreed to that, and then um, when I was taking a math test, you know, like I told her, I was like, this is, um, this is the thing that's keeping me from from graduating so I can go to the military, And then she'd be like, okay, okay. Well, if you need some help, just come up and see me. You know, and we'll go through this together. And I was like, okay. So it was basically like every fucking problem on the fucking page. I'd go up to her. I'd be like, ma'am, I I don't know what's going on. Can you help me, please? And she'd be like, sure, sure. So she'd work the problem out and then she'd fill in the answer. So I got to the point where she was just doing the whole fucking test for me. Now I was just kind of looking like at her like, hmm, all right, keep going. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and we're done, right? So she basically just did the whole fucking thing for me. So I ended up graduating. I went to the military. Now, what happened with me in the military, like, I was one of those people growing up. Like, I knew the douchebags, you know, that were military brats, you know, the kids, that parents were in the military, and, you know, these little putos, they'd always, they'd always have money, they'd they'd always have everything better than everybody else, you know, because I grew up poor as a kid, you know, you know, they'd have the little Lunchables and shit, and, and I'd, I'd be stuck eating the, um, the free cafeteria food, and i see these little motherfuckers, like, eating their little Lunchables, and I'd be like, Oh man, that looks so good. And I mean, if you know anything about Lunchables, they, they're they really not that good. It's just as a kid, you're just like, ooh, I want that. And then they wouldn't let me have one. And then, um, you know, they talk about how they got it from the BX and shit. So I've always wondered about that when I, when I enlisted. Now, I didn't know anything about the military. I never watched the movies like um, Full Metal Jacket or any of the other movies growing up. You know, I didn't know anything about the military. All I knew was, was like, hey, you just wear this fucking uniform, and then... I mean, that that was the extent of it. I didn't know anything. So, you know, I just worked out, got in shape, and then, you know, met with my recruiter. He didn't tell me shit. He just, um, I think I showed up, and I took the test. You know, even to that, I I fucking just showed up hammered. I don't even know how I got fucked up. You know, but I was drinking at that time. But, um, I showed up to the test, and... I ended up just getting like a little bit above the minimal score, you know? So they told me I should be a cop, and I was like, all right, I guess. Is it is that all you have? Or is it, you can be a cop. And I'm like, really? Is, is this it? Or, yeah, you can be a cop. And I'm like, okay. So I went to basic, and um, I was on the, I was on the fucking, uh, on the bus, right? And this fucking white man, this really big white man, that looked really angry, got on there and started screaming, and I was like, at that point I realized the military was not for me. So you know, I graduated basic training after um a difficult time, you know. Difficult period, you know, through throughout this training. <laughs> and then um, you know, I had a choice. It came to the choice, it came down to a choice where um you know, if I took this path, it would lead me in, um, in one direction. And if I took another path, it would lead me in another, right? And the choice, was, the choice was simple, you know, to me at that time. I could either go to England or I could go and be stationed in Arizona, you know, and continue this fucked up relationship that I thought that, you know, me and Megan could you know could withstand the, the test of time right cuz after I graduated basic training you know um she came down and and visited me and then we we were in a motel room just fucking right so that was happening and then you know i ended up um shortly after <laughs> i ended up choosing uh going to arizona instead of fucking england you know my life would probably be totally different right now if i would have went to england so I ended up getting stationed in Arizona. As soon as I get there, I get that "Dear John" bullshit. You know you hear about the infamous "Dear John," but it was in—I um, think it was more or less like a text message. I think at that point, she was like, "Yeah, um, we need to break up," and blah blah blah. And, I mean, it was a horrible time in my life. You know, I just got stationed in a in my new in my first base. You know, this is the first time I've ever been away from home, alone, and everything was just like, fuck my life, you know? Like, hey, do you want to eat? Fuck my life. Do you, you want to go out and uh, go to the movies? Fuck my life. Do you want to go out and explore this beautiful new city that you have no no knowledge about? Fuck my life. You know, that's the only thing I can think about. is just like, fuck my life, right? Cause I just lost the person that I thought I was destined to be with for forever, whatever that means. So we're not together anymore. She is um, off being a hoe, and I know this because once she broke up with me, it was it was happening. It was going down, you know. So long and behold, you know I have these sexy capades in, uh, Arizona, I, um, I ended up meeting this one girl. She was nice and thick, and she had a fat ass, and, you know, we were fucking, and, and then, uh, we are in the room, and, you know, uh, one of the sergeant guys, you know, that's in charge, he he walked, he walked in, he was like, room inspection! And I'm like, really, bitch? Like, right now? It's like 2 in the afternoon. It's my day off. And I'm like fucking knee deep in this pussy you know like this is not the time for this shit like get off the bullshit and this motherfucker would do this like over and over you know and it was horrible you know and um, there was this one girl that was uh, considered crazy like nobody liked her because she, she was a little she was a little different you know and I didn't I didn't know how different she was until I walked in her her dorm room and there was Spongebob everywhere but let me tell you guys, like this bitch could fuck. Like her pussy was on point. I was like, "Oh my gosh." Anyways, <laughs> I wish I knew her fucking name and her number right now cuz Oh my gosh, I remember that. I remember the the experiences with her. And you know, I did end up taking a side job working at um, a kiosk in the mall for one of the um the cell phone companies. You know, this was back when the Razor was like the top bitch to have. You know what I mean? That was the phone. So I spent all my time just uh, just fucking hitting on bitches all day. That was me at work. I sold one thing. And when I quit, ended up getting returned. So I didn't sell anything. I made that company zero dollars. No profit at all during my tenure there, nay made no money, I helped them make no money, so, one of the females that I ended up hitting on one day, she, uh, she's probably one of the sexiest women I've ever seen, like in my eyes, you know, and, um, she was walking by with her Victoria's Secret bag, and I was just being a dumbass, I was like, well, what you got in there, what did you buy, you know, and. She was like giggling and she showed me and I was looking in a bag and then she was modeling it for me or whatever. She just bought some panties and a swimsuit outfit and she was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to be on vacation for the next two weeks, but when I get back, you know, make sure to call me. And she was way older than me. I think at that time I was like, I barely turned 18 and she was like 26. So... She ended up coming back and then we ended up you know having fun together. we had so much fun together we'd fuck around uh, she'd buy me uh, booze, I wasn't allowed to have it, but I had it in my foot locker, you know, like a locker they have in the, the room or whatever but um then she started doing this thing where she would disappear she'd drop off the face of the fucking planet I'd be like, where'd she go so <laughs> She would disappear, and I couldn't get a hold of her. I'd blow up her phone, you know. I'd, uh, I'd text her, whatever. Whatever I could do. And then a month later, she'd show back up, and she'd be like, oh, you know, I was just going through some stuff, blah, 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 blah. So I'd be like, all right. So we start back up again. A couple months later, she'd do the same shit. <clears throat> so when she came back again, you know, I was like, you know what? Um, I don't want to live in these dorm rooms. Like, this shit sucks. The guy I share the bathroom with is fucking so nasty, you know? Like, he smelled like throw up in there every time I went in there. It smelled horrible. It's like, what are you doing in here? Like, are you and your friends gathering around the toilet bowl and just hurling? It fucking smells nasty. I'd clean it and everything, and then that smell would never go away. Ever. So she was like, yeah, you know? I, yeah, we can do that. I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool, because, you know, we can get our own place, and, you know, they give us all this money, you know, money for housing, food, whatever. So, this was gonna happen. I was so excited. You know, and then, long and behold, she disappears again. This time, when, um, when she comes back in contact with me, you know, I'm like, um, I'm like, hey, what's up, you know, I... You know, I thought we were going to do this, right? And then <clears throat> she was like, well, my best friend, you know, he he professed his love for me. And I'm like, really? This isn't really a great time. And she's like, well, you know, I told him about you, and I told him about what we were going to do. And he told me that he's he's been in love with me, blah, 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 blah. So, <clears throat> you know, long story short, I mean, that shit was gone. It was over, right? So... I did want to say something, though. When I worked at the kiosk in the mall at, during that time, there was this big girl. You know, I've never been into big girls ever in my life. And, you know, she smelled so good. She was shaking it just right. I think she worked in the mall somewhere. I don't know. Every now and again, I think about that big chubby girl and what could have what been, you know? <laughs> All right, so... Um, you know, in the military, I always got in trouble, like, all the time. You know, I never stayed out of trouble. It, it first started when I got to the first base, you know, Arizona, when I first got there. You know, it was cold as fuck, you know, and then they, they had to shooting weapons, because, you know, that's what they do, they're stupid, you know, it's another form of wasting money. And then, you know, this, this sergeant guy, you know, he kept fucking with me. You know, he, he kept fucking saying shit, and... You know, at that time, I was dealing with a lot of anger issues, you know. It was a bad time for me, you know. All sorts of stuff was happening. And, I, you know, I just looked at him. I was like, hey, bitch, I know how to shoot a fucking weapon, you know. And ever since then, you know, I got fucking blackballed. You know, everything went downhill from there. You know, and... um, You know, I was missing Megan at that time. I... I had a 3-day weekend. They told us that we had a 3-day weekend. You know, I'd asked permission to go go home and see my family. They would not let me. You know, for whatever reason. You know, and I really wanted to see Megan, you know. I haven't seen her, you know. All this stuff has been happening, it's been going on, and you know, the one thing I've always wanted is just to just to be around her again, you know. So <clears throat> I ended up taking off. You know, even though I wasn't supposed to. And halfway down, you know, making it back to Texas, you know, I get a phone call. And I get 20 phone calls. And I get 40 phone calls. You know, they wanted me to go in for some, you know, some some training, right? That nobody was told about. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, I ain't going. You know what I mean? I, I want to go home. Like, I'm almost there, right? So, I get there. Um... These people have unmarked cars staking out my house. And my mom's like, um... Who are those cars? Why do they just keep hanging out? I'm like, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're following me. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, I ended up seeing Megan. And she's with some guy. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter to me. It didn't matter to her. We, ended up, we still ended up fucking. You know, we weren't back together. And then, um... I ended up going back, you know, before before I had to go back to work again, you know, when I was scheduled. And, um, you know, I, I made it through the gates. And I guess those people notified everybody that, you know, I was coming through. And, you know, by the time I made it to my, my my dorm building parking lot, you know, they were all out there, you know, ready for me. And I ended up getting arrested, you know. They arrested me. You know, and then they ended up doing, like, some some kind of psyche-bound shit. And, you know, the guy, I think he was, like, um, uh, Mr. Espinoza. do you ever feel like killing yourself? And I was, like, mm, I don't think so. And he was, like, um, do you? Do you think it would bother you if you died? And I was, like, I don't, uh, probably not. I mean... Life's not really that great at the moment, you know? Like, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. I mean, I don't even know what happens when you die, right? And this is how stupid I am. Like, I just don't give a shit. Like, this is the... This is the stuff you don't say to people, you know? You don't say this stuff to normal people out in the the fucking world. Because they lock you up and they put you in a fucking cage, right? So, at that moment, I realized I was like... There's no going back from this, you know, these people want me out of here. So they end up putting me on this uh ship flight, you know, I don't mean like an airplane or anything. I just mean like a group of people that are basically transitioning out of the air force for whatever reason, you know, and everybody just called us the ship flight, you know, because <laughs> basically we've all done something bad, right? And I did a whole lot of bad shit. So. I'm hanging out with these people, we'd have this routine, we'd go to McDonald's, no, we'd actually we'd clean up the front area where the gate's at, you know, pick up trash while everybody's staring at us, trying to get in the gate. We'd go to McDonald's and then we'd go We'd go to the internet cafe and you know, browse on the internet for an hour. We we do a little bit of work here and there and then we we'd go eat and then we go home, right? So, it was just another day. You know, I show up. You know, we end up cleaning trash. And then we go to McDonald's. I end up looking up at the screen. You know, at the TV. And all these motherfuckers are on the screen. And I'm like, looking at them. I'm looking at the TV. I'm looking at them. And I'm like, the fuck? So, (laughs) these guys were were caught in an FBI sting you know crossing the border meeting in this shady fucking motel room making shady deals with drugs and they just happened to get caught so at that point when I looked at them again you know they were crying you know it's something that they were dealing with but you know seeing it on TV like that just kind of hit them a top, some type of way you know so You know, I was just like, damn, these people's lives are basically over because they, they were going to military prison, which I heard horror stories about. Like, I don't really know anything about it, but I heard it's pretty bad, you know. And these guys, man, they, they was a senior airman, um, a staff sergeant, a tech sergeant, <clears throat> you know, and they were never going to see their kids and, and wives and whatever for a long time. But you know what? One of the guys... I remember this guy, the staff sergeant, his wife was getting passed around like a motherfucker. Like, you would hear stories. And I was like, what's her name? Like, I could never get her name. I could not never, I, like, I never met her, you know what I mean? Because then I would have wanted some too, but, you know, damn. So, I finally, it ended, ended up being discharged from the military. You know, I got an honorable discharge. I don't know how, but I did and then, I didn't want to go home, you know, I, I was like, damn, I was ashamed, I didn't know how to feel, so, I lived out of my car in Arizona for, like, a month, and I finally showed back in my parents' house, you know, and, I was like, fuck, man, I told them what happened, and, <clears throat> pretty sure they were ashamed of me and shit, and, Everybody else was ashamed of me and you know, they talk shit about me, you know. You know, what's new, right? So you know, I ended up working at Hot Topic and uh I was working at Books a Million, some bookstore. I made I ended up meeting this girl, you know, and this girl was annoying. She was she's one of the most annoying people I've ever met. But there was nobody else to talk to at the time, you know, while I was working. So me and her started talking. She was married to somebody. She was like, one day she was like, hey, you know, I think uh, I think you and my sister-in-law would get along great. I never knew her sister-in-law was all the way down in the valley, you know, way down there. And I was, I was not, I was not anywhere close. I think it was like nine hours away or some shit. So this was time. This was a time when my space was a big thing, you know? You know, and before, before me and her even started, <clears throat> you know, I had some sex escapades here and there. One of them ended up being with, uh, some girl at Books A Million. I ended up taking her virginity. Like, it was, it was one of the most savage things I've ever done. You know, she had a gay friend, and they would talk about me, and they thought I was cute, and blah, 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 and me and this girl ended up getting together, and, um... One day we were at my mom's house, you know. I had her like doggy style on the floor. She had we she had never had sex ever. You know, I ended up pulling her panties down, fucked her and you know it was really tight and there was blood, it was messy. And then after that I was just like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> like, "What's going on? I don't I don't know what we're going to do after this, but uh" I just nutted. What's going on with you? And uh, you know, I don't think it was a pleasant experience for her. You know, it's not like I raped her or anything. Like she wanted to have sex and whatnot, but it wasn't romantic at all. It was just—it was really savage. You know what I mean? We ended up breaking up because uh, one day we were at the uh, the park, right? And this was when I had really bad anger issues, like I mentioned earlier. And her breath smelled kind of funky at that moment. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be with you anymore. Your breath fucking stinks. So I broke up with her. She started crying. And I want to say I scarred her for a long time. Because the next time I saw her was when I worked at this uh, rent to home place. She was working next door at the Plasma Center. And I'm telling one of my coworkers, I was like hey I fucked her I took her virginity you know and we were together and he was like no you weren't she's fucking hot like there's no way that you were with her and I was like hey Alicia what's up and she was like don't fucking talk to me (laughs) he was like oh shit I guess you were with her and I was like yep so anyways going back um, going back even before that I think I I think I fucked around with another chick her name was Sarah um So, Sarah was hot, man. She was, she's one of those, I don't know, I think she was kind of gothic, but not really. And then she was kind of punk and she was all sorts of shit mixed into one package, right? Me and her ended up fucking around, but I don't know. I don't think I could have, I could have ever tamed Sarah. Like, I don't know what happened, but we ended up growing apart and that thing blew up. So I ended up meeting uh, this girl's sister-in-law. You know, we, we were talking on MySpace, and then she was sending me nudes and, you know, all this shit, and I was really forceful. I was like, you know what? If you really want to be with me, then you need to come down here, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just the anger. So she ended up coming down. She lived with her brother. You know, it didn't take too long for us to live together. <clears throat> you know, I ended up moving into. We were sharing a room. You know, at first it was really good, you know, and I i never was good to her, in my opinion. We were together for like five years. I don't think I was good to her. Um, I ended up working at the prison. I remember cheating on her, you know, uh, two times at that point um, with girls that worked at the prison. Like, I fucked one of them in the uh, guard tower. Another one invited me over after work. And then... everybody knows what that sound means it's the end of the show don't cry about it all right so i just had a scare just now i was recording the sex segment and um as i was going to upload it you know um the fucking app crashes (laughs) i didn't think i got it but i got it so I didn't know that you can only record an hour at the most, you know, for, um, you know, at a time. So I went ahead and, you know, just thought, hey, you know, let's let's break it up into two episodes then, you know. So the first sex segment is going to be on this show, this episode, and the next sex segment is to be continued (laughs) so now you got something to look forward to right um you know i think it's uh i think it's pretty savage you know i don't think anybody not too many people out there have the balls to sit there and talk talk like that you know put themselves out there like that and you know i i figured why not why not do this you know, I I have this podcast, you know, I talk about anything and everything and I, I don't have any shame, you know, so I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, you know, enlightening the world on what happens in people's lives, you know, this just happened to happen in my life, so... Stay tuned for the next episode before I let you guys go. You know, as always, I'm on, uh, you can hit me up on email, hobo210 at AOL.com. I'm on the Instagram, hobo210. There's details in the um, on my page for the Facebook, everything, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And please don't forget about that Patreon page. You know? I think I, I think I've earned a dollar at least. <laughs> so open up your wallets, motherfuckers, right? Patreon.com forward slash hobo210. Now if you don't know what that is still, go to the detail page. You know, my podcast. Everything is laid out. Yeah, of course, this is that hobo with the Southern Twain show. I'm the host, Joe Madness. That motherfucker with the million dollar voice. <laughs> I'm out, bitches.